Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 103 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And today we're going to be talking about college savings plans. Yes. 529s. College has MATs. a way of sneaking up on you, right? So it's uh, something worth talking about as early as we can. Yeah, and this topic is good for today because you know it's kind of like the first of the year, time to reevaluate how we are standing relative to our goals. Mm-hmm. Um, over Christmas break, I found myself checking in on our own kids mm-hmm. right, to make sure that they're in good shape. And I ended up put, putting a post on Twitter, sharing mm-hmm. the results, and it kind of made me think maybe this would be a good podcast episode. Because yeah, I think you got some engagement with it, didn't you? And some people have some... Uh... A thousand percent more than normal, <laughs> which is like two people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So two thousand percent, yeah, maybe, infinity. right. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, you know, just being transparent, right? Showing, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, you know, again, Kind of like we did your the pilot family financial plan, showing that we we walk the walk, right? We're not mm-hmm. just telling people what to do and then not doing it ourselves. Right. So I, I always tell people with college, you know, with in state tuition and all the costs are running like twenty six, twenty seven thousand. You you start five hundred dollars a month today mm-hmm. through the fourth year of college, so like age twenty one, twenty two, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you're probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right, not guaranteed, right? But probably you're going to be close. Yeah, you could be overfunded depending on how the returns are. Could be a little under, but you're going to be in ballpark. Yeah, yeah. But I think well, what you kind of just hit on is important, right? Is it's it's something you reevaluate over time, right? Just like any good financial plan, you got to go back and reevaluate and see if Every, you're on track. Yeah, at least once a year. Yeah, at least. You know, if you're if you have a good market and you're doing the 500 a month, you could could be ahead and you could continue mm-hmm. or you could back off. Yeah. Right? And feel like, well, I don't want I don't want to overfund it because one of the problems with 529s is if you make a withdrawal not for school. Right. Yeah, you don't want to get in a situation where you're you're paying taxes on gains and penalties for not using an education. So, that is kind of a fine line, right? If you want to take advantage, you want to put away as much as you can for college because everybody knows how expensive it is and we're hoping to see signs that the, the inflation rate on college will slow down, but we just haven't quite seen it yet. A little, little I, hints, I but. feel like you see news headlines where like Eastern Michigan is, has a, a, they've committed to a tuition freeze and other things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so maybe, right. maybe we will see less inflation with mm-hmm. college. And maybe with pandemic, less people will value, and you know, I've read, read recently some Wall Street Journal articles talking about how some of the big tech firms will pay will pay to train you mm-hmm. and, and you step right into a nice paying job yeah. without going to college. I, I could definitely see that where uh, there's more opportunities to get college paid for either through an employer or maybe maybe some legislation pops up at some point where uh, you know, it allows us to, to repay student loans favorably or something like that, right? There's or forgiveness. Forgiveness has, has been a hot topic lately. I mean, why yeah. are we even charging for college? 
Good point. Yeah, <laughs> but we we don't know. But but that's why we reevaluate. And the other reason, and the other thing to keep in mind is is our children, right? Is when they're at birth, right? If they're one, two years old. It's hard to know what they're going to want to do. And you think that they're on a path to go to college, but you don't know how that unfolds, right? Or what that looks like. Or maybe you you have a child that really is is going to go in the trade route instead, right? So trade schools, which are going to be much less expensive. So there's uh, it's a constant reevaluating process, not not just you know to make sure that the goal you started with is the goal that ultimately is is the one you're still aiming for. And a lot of people don't want to have the goal of paying for 100 percent. Yeah, right. Some true. people say, I only want to pay for half. Or I took out loans, he can take out loans too. Yeah, right. And I think that people's decision, their their philosophy mm-hmm. on how they view college costs, kind of reverts back to their childhood. Mm-hmm. What did their parents do for them? Yep. So I always like to use the Bernsteins as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all the Bernsteins are lawyers, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. Oh, that Bernstein. Okay. Yeah. Who are you thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> Na- old neighbor. Okay, so so the Sam Bernstein law firm, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the guy, the guy's like famous. Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer, and all of his kids became lawyers. So that tells me that they really like, they really looked up to their dad. They wanted to be just like him, mm-hmm. right? They saw um, all the benefits that that in, that entailed, and they followed in that path, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now, in other cases, right? Some of the kids would see what their dad, you know, the son sees what their dad does and thinks it's the, one, the worst thing in the world. Right. So they rebel against it <laughs> and they want to do a different profession. Well, it's the same kind of concept with college. Mm-hmm. If my parents paid for me to go to college, it makes me want to pay it forward and pay for my kids to go to college. Sure. And yep. opposite. Yeah, and there's people that feel like they want their kids invested in the process, right? So they want them to contribute some. And, and that those are all, these are all... There's not a right or wrong yes. through any of this, right? There's different philosophies, different thoughts, and there's lessons for the kids to learn no matter what is the outcome or what, how it ends up working out. I agree. Um, so how do we fund college, right? So I think it was about 99, 2000, 2001 when 529s became, mm-hmm. they came into legislation and became kind of the default, yeah. right? And the reason why you'd want to put money into a 529 is that in your state, you may get a tax deduction for putting money in. Mm-hmm. If the investments grow, they grow tax-free mm-hmm. if they're used for school. So that's kind of like a Roth IRA for college. Yeah. college. Yeah, allows you to take advantage of compounding, right? And that's, you know, we already said starting early, but if you started early and you let that money work for you over time, we know that over time, you know, the market tends to, to give us positive returns. So mm-hmm. that, that allows all that growth to become tax-free and used for college. And there are, are some other benefits, like it can now be used for private school in high school. Yeah, K to 12, yeah. Um, yeah. Like if your first kid doesn't go, you can transfer that balance to the second kid, mm-hmm. right? The grandparents can put it in for their grandchildren, mm-hmm. make an educational legacy. So all these, all these things uh, give you flexibility if you have too much money, right? True. If you have too yep. much money... And you're overfunded. Yeah, and you can always, I mean, the beneficiary can always be changed. And if you, maybe you have a desire to go back to school, right, or take on a, a master's degree or something, you can even make yourself the beneficiary and use it for, for that. Good point. When we were having babies, right, mm-hmm. 
before you have a social security number, you know, you, mm -hmm. you have like a six month head start. Yeah. I, I set up a 529 for myself mm -hmm. and started putting the 500 bucks a month in. And then once you have the social security number, you transfer the beneficiary to the baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think the other thing that's important to keep in mind um, is that is how you who's the owner of the account, right? Is it individually owned by the parent? Or is it an account, some people know or hear of UTMA accounts, right? Where the, you're the custodial owner for the child. And I think it's important to comment on it because, you know, we talked earlier about knowing, you know, what the kids' plans are, what they want to do or end up doing. Uh, if you want to maintain control of that, the account really needs to be owned by the parent with the child as the beneficiary as opposed to the child as the owner of the account in the form of an UTMA because once they become 18, that money becomes theirs. And even though you had it there for college, they really can use it for whatever they want. I agree 100%. So, interesting discussion about 529s as it relates to regulations, mm -hmm. okay? So, the state of Michigan has a plan called the MESP. Mm -hmm. And you can look that up at misaves.com. And you can enroll in like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Super simple, uh, low cost, right? You have reasonable investment choices. Yeah, they make it easy, just target date funds for your college yeah. age or whatnot. Yeah, and back in the day, okay, so so the MESP does not work with advisors. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's kind of like one of these direct investment programs. Mm -hmm. And But there's also an advisor sold 529 plan, mm -hmm. um, which is called the MI 529 plan. Mm -hmm. Pretty creative. Yeah, very. I like that. <laughs> I mean, the marketing department really yeah. killed it there. <laughs> So, uh, you know, we were using that for a long time and we still are, but the regulatory burden mm -hmm. that comes from the broker-dealer world, FINRA, SEC, whatever it is, I don't even know who puts the stuff in place. The regulations yeah. are insane. Yeah. It's changed a lot over the years with some of, you know, the best interests and things like that, fiduciary laws. and that's been talked about for a while. It's really changed that whole industry. And yeah, the regulation is, is really strict, really tight. So Jim, if you're my client and you want to start putting in your 500 a month because you're having a baby, mm -hmm. the amount of paperwork that you would have to sign mm -hmm. to go through us <laughs> on the 529 plan yeah. is prohibitive. Yeah, it is. It's a shame. Um, but you know, at the same time, we, we like to advise when we feel like we add value and you know, through the Michigan plan, there's there's not that many options where we can totally create a ton of value either. So um, in some situations, it, like you said, it just works a whole lot better just to go to MI Saves and- MISaves.com. Uh, MISaves yep. and, and, and get it going, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of our, uh, our default way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy for everyone. Uh, it can still be baked into your financial plan with planwithpeak.com, uh, but uh, it's, I just thought it was worth mentioning yeah. because it's frustrating for us, mm -hmm. right? We're giving, I'm giving you sound financial advice mm -hmm. to, and I'm going to help you open up this account, but it's going to take me four hours <laughs> to do it. Right. You know, yeah. whereas we can go on MESP, the and do it in 10, literally 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a world of difference, isn't it? Yeah. So one more point. Okay. Let's say you are worried about being overfunded or you, or you just don't know if you want to commit to paying for 100%. Mm -hmm. One great way to go is to use a 529 to maybe do half. 
right, mm-hmm. with a goal of funding half, maybe 250 a month. And then you have your joint brokerage account mm-hmm. or your trust account, which can be used for anything. Right. That money can be used for uh, retirement, to buy a cottage, to buy a car, a boat. We love talking yeah. about buying boats. Yeah, that's true. Uh, to pay for college. Yeah. Right, all of these things. Very flexible, yeah, and that, that is true. You can kind of earmark a part of that account for to help with college if, if need be. You know, maybe maybe uh, you don't get the tax-free benefits, mm-hmm. okay, but it's not the end of the world. Right. Yeah, you're still setting aside money. You still have it available. It's not as tax efficient, but there's uh, you know there's a trade-off, right, to, to hold on to that flexibility as well. Yes, and I almost forgot our case studies. Those usually we lead with the case studies. Yeah, you, ca- okay. you mentioned uh, the plan with Peak, and I thought that would be a good time to yeah. you could talk about so that case. So what are a couple of cases we just worked on as it relates to college funding? Uh, there was one client who we were just having a conversation with, and paying for college was a priority for him, and he had started setting aside some money. Uh, but felt like they they didn't they wouldn't have enough, so we used our plan with Peak tool, went in and and figured out you know based on the kids' ages where they thought they might go to school you know based on current uh, current expense with inflation on education, so we had a realistic expectation of what it would cost, and uh, we're able to show them how how far they were down the path to to being able to to fund college. Um, which in this example, anywhere between you know 40 to, I think the highest one was maybe almost 70% funded. Uh, but then we're able to analyze it and say, here's what you need to do from today all the way through that college time to fully uh, pay for that, that amount. So we're able to run that analysis. It was really helpful. Yeah, and what, one thing that's interesting is that even if there's a balance in there for a 10-year-old, right, the, the monthly number oftentimes is more than 500 a month. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you lost ten years. Yeah, compound people don't realize how powerful compounding is, right? Correct, correct. But yeah, and yeah, so that that was a great opportunity and a great example of where we were able to say, okay, for child A, you know, B and C or whatnot, they need to do two hundred more for this one, three hundred for that one, one fifty for that one, right? We're able to kind of customize it for each student. And then there's another case where the kids were older, uh, but they were sitting on cash from an inheritance. So they funded the 529s with mm-hmm. like 50 grand for each kid, and we knew that that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, they didn't want to commit to a monthly. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then that, then like a year or two later, a bonus hit, right? Mm-hmm. And the market was down, right? So we said, you know, people ask, what am I going to do with my bonus? Well, we mm-hmm. always say there's three things, mm-hmm. which are, you can save it, you can pay down debt, or you can spend it. Yeah. And there's only one oh, bad choice. Only one bad choice, yeah. yeah. But it's okay to reward yourself, right? Maybe True. a boat or something. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there you go. So uh, one of the, you know, when you're saving, then we say, well, where do we put it? Mm-hmm. 401k, Roth IRA, joint account. Mm-hmm. Well, if, we're look, if we feel like, when we look in planwithpeak.com, if we feel like retirement is pretty good mm-hmm. or looking great. On track, yeah. Yeah, then, you, then we say, we know college is behind and we know that that's a goal, mm-hmm. and the market's down, put yeah. it in, right? So now, these guys, they were like almost 90%, I think? Yeah, they were, they were pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and that's within reach. Yeah, with a couple, with a couple years left. Yeah. A couple of decent years of return, and, and they were home free. And if, if they don't get to the 100%, right, we can still cash flow, mm-hmm. okay? And you're paying a lot for your kids to to be on the soccer team right now, okay? You just yeah. redirect that soccer <laughs> payment to tuition, 
Yeah, and that's it, true. It puts you over the top. Yeah. But we call point. that cash flowing it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and one more thing I'll just highlight about 529s that I think is valuable too is we do hear uh, a lot of times who are grandparents want to contribute, right? They don't want to buy the, the, the grandkids, you know, toys or something that they, they don't see a lot of value in, but they would love to support education. And that's another case study that we saw recently where uh, grandparents had money ready to go and wanted to deposit into the 529. So we talked to the client and got them all squared away with their accounts and now grandpa and grandma and you know whoever can deposit money into those so that's really grandparents helpful. we don't want any more toys <laughs> we want college money yeah right that would be awesome i'm, ta sure. I'm talking about myself <laughs> here okay <laughs> yeah all right i think that pretty much wraps it up yeah right okay well do you want to you want to do the close yeah if you have questions about college funding if you have questions about retirement planning and and balancing that the difference where you should be allocating those dollars, uh, feel free to reach out to us here at uh, Peak Wealth Management. You can go to peakwm.com, uh, learn more about us on the website, and even schedule an appointment uh, right there. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.